Boy Real with the new year 2021. Today I have with me photographer Nick Smith and his website is contentinmotion.net. We're going to talk about photography. We're going to talk about uh, more layman terms kind of photography, but also delve into off completely off subject like geography and like nerding out on like Star Wars and nerding out on a little bit of uh, paganism and stuff like that and how that is uh, kind of gravitated over history to uh, modern day um, things that we do and take for granted day to day. Anyways, it's really cool stuff. Stay tuned. Story, we can learn from all of these mm-hmm. things, right? And there's, I mean, watching movies is very, it could be very useful um, for somebody who's trying to learn how to communicate better visually because they do it well. The, the, the good movies do it without saying it show you welcome back to Hawaii real everybody I'm your host who if you haven't yet please subscribe to this channel on YouTube Hawaii real and if you want to just listen into the audio episodes you can find it on Spotify iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and I also have a website up hawaiirealpodcast.com you can find all the audio versions of these podcasts on that website and you can listen directly there and you can find all the short clip videos called Hawaii Real Shorts that I post uh, I post to that website hawaiirealpodcast.com today I have with me a buddy here Nick Smith he's a photographer and he has helped me out with the lighting here and it's it's looking good it's looking awesome I like the I like it we're talking off camera. He's got like some deep thoughts into like with <laughs> geography, looking at maps all day. But not only that, we were just talking about like paganism and how that has taken over, um, like not taken over, but like the basis of Christianity and a lot of these uh, Western religions stems a lot from paganism. And we're just bringing in the new year. We just celebrated Christmas and stuff like that. It's like those have roots in pagan beliefs and stuff anyways we'll get on to that um i did want to talk about photography and um stuff like that but nick smith thank you so much for coming on the show man thanks for having me did you come all the way from west side yeah geez that's a long drive (laughs) man thank you so much yeah about without traffic about an hour it's (laughs) it's a but it's just because of the you know all the all the there's a there's a pretty good distance, I guess, in between uh, what Aina Haina area and yeah, you put I'm, on some miles today. Sea country, yeah, out <laughs> in Maili. Um, but I don't mind driving, to be honest, and I like getting up to town sometimes. So, uh, yeah, nice. here I am. Thanks, thanks for coming out, dude. Um, so, for all the people out there, we have cell phones, and we're all taking pictures of stuff. Some people take great pictures with their cell phones. Some people take crap pictures with their cell phones. And I guess a lot of people, you know, they're not actually going out buying like DSLR cameras or really expensive cameras. They're just taking pictures, you know, during the holidays or anytime, selfies, that kind of thing with their cell phone cameras. What should they be looking for as far as like, because you have, you place a lot of importance on lighting. Yeah. What should they be looking for when they're taking a picture like outside versus inside versus like, you know, a selfie versus like a picture of the family. Oh man. Well, there's, there's so much to consider. Um, and, and I do feel like, like you said, some people just, I don't know, they just got it. They just got the eye. (laughs) They just got the eye. And, and, um, 
and I think the more I do it, the more experience I get, I think what I've realized is you just start to build this library of, of, uh, things that you dislike and then things that you do like. Um, and cause when you dislike something, if you can instantly go, oh yeah, no, that's not right. I think that's really valuable as a creative, um, anybody, you know, doing their cell phone, family pictures and that kind of, th- that's super, super valuable still. Um, that'll be the difference between, um, a shot where it's completely backlit and somebody's, you know, face is almost, you know, indiscernible because they're a silhouette, um, versus, uh, the, the quote unquote good lighting, um, you know, the (laughs) angles and things like that. Um, that stuff is, is I think to a certain extent, it's just kind of intuitive, um, and, and yeah, so some people are better at it than others. Um, I so, think that, so you're saying people that suck at it, just suck it. <laughs> I think that there are, there are ways to improve. <laughs> if, if there weren't ways to improve, I would still suck at it. Let's just okay. put it that way. So for, for the easy ones, um, should they be looking towards the sunlight or away from the sunlight? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to say. It depends on what you want out of your shot. Um, I, I like to ask people, uh, what are you trying to say? Like, that's probably where I would start. It, it might be a little bit more of an advanced train of thought. Um, cause I don't know if, if everybody looks at it that way, I, I'm sure no, not everybody looks at it that way, but, um, you know, for, I, I think when you're talking to, um, anybody who's shot quite a bit and, and they, you know, at least know what they're looking for. They could probably tell you like what they want that picture to say or achieve the goal. You know, do I want to look more attractive? Do I want to look more interesting? Am I trying to tell a story? Um, am I, you know, am I trying to just show this person as I see them? You know, maybe it's, uh, 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 like, like some of my favorite photos are like the, um, there's these photos where you'll see some, um, really old person, like a, like a, like a hundred year old person or something like that. You can see every little crack and crevice and, and wrinkle in their face. And it's like, it's just intriguing to me. Um, Cause, and obviously you're, you're, you have a purpose there, which is just to show them as they are. I think it's, it's to, it's to, to honor, um, their, their experience, their, their, what they are currently not try to pretty something up, not try to sugarcoat anything. Um, but again, right. It's, it's about the intention. Um, so on any given day, I think you know, most people, they just want to take pictures that are flattering, um, of themselves and of others. And, uh, having sunlight at your disposal could be very useful. Um, of course, when it's too high in the sky, you start to get harsher shadows. Um, they got the raccoon eyes as people Mm. call it, right? If it's too high, it just goes right. And, um, so that's why I like shooting at sunrise and sunset because, you get a more horizontal 
to 45 degree angle, kind of like how we have the light set up here, fills in some of the some of the crevices under mm. our eyes and that sort of thing. Um, just just looks better. It's just a, a you know an aesthetic thing at that point. But and, I think you um, hit the nail on the head when you're talking about um, what do you want your picture to say or what's the story yeah. behind it? Because I think most people, including myself, never thought about hey, what do I want this picture to say? I'm just taking a picture to take a picture. Like, yeah. hey, family, get on the couch together. Let's just take a picture. Just smile, please, smile. Yeah, and that's okay. You know, you're trying to fight all the kids to look at the camera. You fight the old people to keep their eyes open. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's like pulling teeth sometimes, mm -hmm. but what do you want the picture to say? If you take that frame of mind into it, you, know, you can kind of create your own... Um, setup where you're actually taking a picture to say something you know what is it that you want to say what is it you want to focus on that kind of thing yeah yeah because when um i i think if you were to really like dissect into someone's brain you know while they're looking at an image because <clears throat> of course as humans we're super visual and every little thing says something to us right um like people tell me all the time oh you look so tired are you okay are you sleeping well i'm like ah just slavic that's what my mom tells me we have deep set eyes and these bags are just natural and then there's you know i i got my eyes got sunburnt when i was like 16 because i spent all day at the beach uh <laughs> during my birthday and it's never been the same so i have these red eyes right that says something to people it might say to one person oh this guy he must smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, he's a stoner. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm not really a stoner. And to other people, it'll say I'm tired. To other people, it'll say, "Oh, that's not very you know professional." They, he comes looking all bedraggled like that, you know. And um, you know, so the, like, every little thing, right? If your shirt's wrinkled a little bit, mm. uh, what kind of bag you have, um, uh, what kind of shoes you have, uh, your body language, little micro expressions in your face, like. All of these things matter um, to somebody, and 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 you know. So, like you were saying, the the intention that you have, the message that you want to send, those things are really really important when you're um, shooting, and especially if you get into shooting, um, you know, being paid to shoot. Uh, so you have to consider those things quite a bit. So, how long have you been uh, shooting photography professionally? Oh, um, I just I mean, said professionally, it's professionally, per professionally. <laughs> I've, uh, well, it, it's, it's, it, I don't know. I guess I could say, um, I mean, the first commercial project I worked on, I was a junior in high school or a sophomore in high school. Um, and that's coming out of, uh, Y and I, we have, uh, our video production program that's expanded into a lot of other things, um, called Sea Productions. And, um, we actually did these, like, what would I call it? They're, they're kind of like, um, what's the word? Uh, a, a, uh, there were demonstrations of these scenarios that could possibly take place. Uh, in there were, it was for this company called American Healthways. And, um, it was these like health scenarios, like an elderly person needing help and they can't find somebody to help them. And you know, all these mm -hmm. kind of things. Right. So we're, we're like 
15, 16 year old kids <laughs> working on this stuff. And it was great experience to, um, just be kind of put into a setting where like there's money at stake. Um, you have to hit deadlines. You have to make it what they want it to be. Um, you know, it has to serve its purpose. Right. And it taught me a lot coming through that program that, um, you know, the, the client is, uh, it, I, I wouldn't say that the customer's always right. That's the old saying, right. But, um, it's pretty close, you know, and, and cause they, they have a vision and you, you have to meet that vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, some people will come with everything in their mind already, what they want. Um, and hopefully they're coming to you because they think that you're the person who can deliver what they want. Um, you have the style, you have the, I don't know, the, what's going on in your head probably matches their vision best mm -hmm. out of anybody that they could choose. That's, that's the hope. Um, and it doesn't always work out like that. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes you wonder, oh, if you wanted this, then why did you come to me? You know, but you, yeah. you just want to work with them as much as possible. You that's, that's, um, the nature of collaborative arts. Got a whole thing on the whole <laughs> star Wars sequels and how that turned out completely different <laughs> from what everybody expected it to oh. be. It's like you hired the wrong person. And then you hired Dave, um, Favreau. And John Filoni oh, yeah. for the Mandalorian. And that's like, yeah. yes, that's what we were looking for. Yeah. Favreau and Filoni are, they, they obviously love it. They obviously love Star um, Wars and they know the history. Yeah. Have you ever seen the video where, um, Filoni is explaining, uh, the duel of the fates? No. Oh man. It's so, the, the it's song like, or the scene, the scene and the song. Okay. Um, so John Williams, mm -hmm. I think is his name. John Williams, the, the composer mm -hmm. he's done all the star wars stuff he's a genius that's another thing i like to nerd out on is just like um these guys on youtube will break down music and movies and and um sometimes albums and mm -hmm. things like that but the score especially is really interesting because they'll they'll put in little um motifs and little things in here and there uh to just remind you of a certain character or a certain feeling. Yeah. And they did that a lot in star Wars that all the yeah. time. Yeah. And so to paraphrase, basically it's called the duel of the fates because it's that scene where, uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan <laughs> are fighting Darth Maul. Um, they are the dueling fates of Anakin Skywalker, yeah. depending on who wins, he either goes light or dark. And, um, and they lost. So ultimately he fell. Um, and, and, and it's one of those kind of questions. And he basically says like, if, if Qui-Gon survived that, would Obi-Wan not have failed Anakin in the end? Right. Would Anakin have stayed? Um, cause Qui-Gon was more of a, a rebel than the other Jedi. They were kind of stuck into politics at that point And a little too rigid for his liking. And he was like, no, we, we, you know, probably could use a little love here, like nurturing this boy needs a father kind of thing. And, and he gets killed and we see what happens after that. So, 
Um, that is interesting. I never looked at it from that point of view. Right. Like totally diverged from like the photography part of the podcast. Oh yeah. But, but well, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's the story though. Right. It's, it's, I love um, doing that. I love going on uh, tangents and I dive, I digress. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, we can learn from that. You know, we, right. we can, you know, at, at one point, I think the, the prequels were looked at as, you know, they were just terrible. And then you hear a perspective like that and you're like, wow, okay, maybe there's a little bit more to this. Than yeah. No, I mean, they're, they're, they have their ups and downs, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, Jar Jar Binks, they, you could have done away with that person, <laughs> that character. Like nobody likes him. Even my kids don't like him. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Okay. Sorry, George, you, you failed on that. Yeah. On that part. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do like the fan theory that Jar Jar is a, a secret Sith Lord. Oh okay. yes. I've heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> that he's like secretly manipulating people and there's like dialogue that hints that here and there and he kind of placed but, himself in yeah he's just in in like the movies to put himself on the timeline to be a successor in the senate and all that right 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 yeah it's yeah i love fan theories huh. um, <laughs> but yeah anyway getting back to you know what we were talking about just it, story we can learn from all of mm -hmm. these things right and there's I mean, watching movies is very, it could be very useful um, for somebody who's trying to learn how to communicate better visually because they do it well. The, the, the good movies do it without saying anything. They show you. So you're saying the photography, um, the biggest question you're asking is what do they use the pictures for? What story are they trying to um, get out of that picture? And that makes your whole decision-making process right there or that starts it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can vary in intention in infinite ways. Right. Um, sometimes people want pictures just for themselves. They're never going to share them. Uh, they're never going to publish them anywhere. Uh, sometimes people want them for commercial use. Right. So they are going to be out there in public, um, selling something. Sometimes people want them to tell stories. Um, you know, maybe they're part of a bigger project, a, a long-term project. Um, you know, sometimes they're for only select eyes to see, right? So it's, it's, you, you, you got to consider all of these things, um, when you're, when you're planning, when you're, uh, you know, you got to be clear, um, on, the, the wants and needs of your clients in order to deliver what they want and, uh, to get a good job, uh, to do, to do a good job. And then, uh, hopefully they recommend you to all their friends and <laughs> family, like, Hey, this person knows what they're doing. You can trust them. Um, they're, they're, you know, good vibes. They, they, they produce a good product. Uh, they foster a, uh, a, a warm and welcoming and comfortable um, kind of environment on set. Um, I mean, that's, that's so important, uh, especially, you know, these days where I don't know if you see that kind of stuff, but I, I feel like I follow lots of other photographers and people in, involved in that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, Hawaii's small. Um, even the bigger cities are small in, in the social media era. And, um, if you do something that makes somebody feel uncomfortable or wronged, everybody will know. 
Um, you know, and, and it's not like I need an extra excuse to be a decent person, um, to the people I'm working with or just anybody in general, right. but there um, was a photographer locally uh, a few years ago. It was in the newspaper. It was taking pictures mostly of like, uh, women mm -hmm. in bikinis and I guess boudoir type of mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And I guess he had done something wrong to uh yep. underage girl or something yeah i don't yeah. know the whole facts of it but yeah that I exploded mean, in the news and yeah i i people probably remember that case and there have been several you know that it's 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 kind of it's sad that that kind of stuff happens more i think it happens more than people realize and um you know there are a lot of a lot of people who have been done wrong in that sort of way um, and you know, it, it's, it's sad because obviously it's hurtful. It, it, it really messes with somebody to be, uh, to be assaulted in that sort of way. And then it, you know, just sours their experience, um, when it comes to creating in that sort of way. And, and, um, you just, I don't know, you want people to feel positive about this, right? You want people to to want to do it more and more mm -hmm. and more to want to create, to want to, um, you know, so, I mean, that, that's kind of self-explanatory. It goes for any business, right? If you want to return customer, you want to make them feel good. You want to make them feel appreciated. You want to do a good job and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. 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 So storytelling with photography, but we are also diving into before we even started, uh, recording, storytelling and the stories that have come out from um things like christmas mm. and you have this whole um interest and was it maybe a hobby looking oh, at like me yeah the geography <laughs> and looking back into history as and seeing like you know we're gonna diverge the conversation into like the paganism of uh modern day religions and stuff like that yeah um well, it's not because it's not you have a beard. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I'm jealous because I can't. Or because I'm beard. watching Vikings right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a great show. A, if you haven't seen Vikings on History Channel, <laughs> do it. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's. I just. I wouldn't consider myself a religious person, um, but I've always had an interest in um, all that kind of stuff: uh, myth, legend, stories, history that you know is verifiable and that isn't. Um, I just find it really interesting, uh, to, to, you know, scour the internet and look at maps and, and, and just imagine, okay, you know, how did we get current, the current form of English we speak? Well, it was a little bit of, uh, old Celtic and then old English, which is part Anglo-Saxon and then Norman French with the you know the the william the conqueror invading and then voila we have over half our language is french right um, which is why our spelling is kind of messed up it's it's crazy english right. is crazy there <laughs> um, there 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 the <laughs> and through uh, and through it's like what right right um no it's a uh, and that's why I, I you know when you hear like that english is a really difficult language for some people to learn i I totally get it. Yeah. And I'm no linguist here. Um, I, I, I do have, you know, just an interest in, in how things have all connected over, over, you know, the centuries, but, um, right. Just the days of the week, right. We got sun's day, right. Right. Moon's day. 
Tuesday. Two two is a uh, is a Norse god, right? Um, maybe it's. Oh, I don't know. I'm not Tues. sure about that one, but I know about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or yeah. Woden, Thor, and Frigga. Woden's um, day Woden's turns day, into Thor's Wednesday, yep. Thor's day. I still think we should say Thor's day. It just sounds better. <laughs> Thor's day. Thor's day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds pretty epic, right? And Saturn's day. Saturn, yeah. Right. And that's like, um, you know, over how many hundreds of years we've arrived at that um, out of different cultures, right? Yep. Um, or like if you look at the, the calendar, right, isn't, August August wasn't always a month. It was named after Augustus, Augustus I believe. Augustus Caesar. Um, and so that's, you know, in human history, that's relatively recent. Yeah. Um, Same with July. Uh, right. Julius. Julius. Uh, where did June come from? I don't know. It's probably Junius or something like that. I <laughs> I, I should know, but... Um, Is but October yeah. from Octavian? Probably. I maybe. Know. I don't know. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I, there's so much, there's so much Roman influence in our world still. Um, when you look at any, go look at any courthouse or, well, maybe not any courthouse, but any like Capitol building, that's for sure. And you'll see, you know, columns that are inspired by, you know, classical Roman and Greek mm -hmm. architecture and, um, you know, our, our, our bill of rights based off of things like the Magna Carta and things like that. That's like all kind of rediscoveries of ideas that were um, lost to them for a time, um, but were common in the Roman world um, and before. I don't know, man. The Romans were kind of brutal. Did you see Barbarians? Oh, yeah. Yes, so I did. Barbarians on Netflix. Yeah, that's, that's brutal. I like that show because they actually used uh, Roman Latin in it. Mm. And then the... The antagonist, the German population is actually speaking in German or mm -hmm. Germanic. I don't know if it's modern German or yeah, older German. I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell. I, 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 subtitles could, I could hear them. it being Germanic of some sort. but um, I like that kind of stuff when they do that in movies where they actually use um, oh yeah the, the original languages and stuff like that. And then they have subtitles. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I prefer watching... Um, foreign language films, anime, things like that yeah. with subtitles, because I, I just want to hear it. It sounds pretty cool. And, and voice acting is such a huge part of the experience. Um, I mean, in live action, it's actual acting. So, you know, but, and I don't want to see dubs, that's for sure. Especially if it's, it's live hurtful. action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I want to see them actually, you know, doing their real thing. And, and I want to appreciate uh, the work that it took to learn those lines in a language that, you know, many of the actors probably don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, and that was, that was a good show. That is a story. I feel like, um, we haven't seen it in Hollywood, uh, that, that. Right. So it's the story of the, um, Varus's legions going into the Teutoburg forest in Germany and not coming out. And like three legions, three Roman legions went in, and like none of them came out. Right. And what what no, was the son's? Survived. What was the son's name? I forgot. What did um, he call him? That's a pretty famous story in history. The that they would take. I mean, this is this is something that happened, right? They would take 
um, the sons of conquered leaders, mm-hmm. raise them in the capital, teach them their ways. Where we get the word hostage from, because they would they would call them hostage or something like that. Okay, which had a different meaning back then, but it's it basically was like we're going to take your son back to Rome, mm. and we're going to make him Roman. He's going to grow up there, you know, from childhood on to adulthood, mm-hmm. and join the Roman legions, and you know. Right, right. Be Roman. And hopefully it kind of sows some seeds of, of, of you know, brotherhood between these mm-hmm. former enemies, right? Um, yeah, it's happened all throughout history. I know the same thing happened to um, uh, Vlad the Impaler and his brothers. Ooh, Dracula. In, um, in the Ottoman Empire. They were raised in, in uh, Constantinople. Um and they end up rebelling as well. So, you know, it's not like it's a great plan all the time, but um, yeah, yeah common practice, I guess, over the, over the centuries. Yeah, I guess it was a way for Rome back in the day to expand their influence and um, really cement their influence on these, uh, on these peoples that they're expanding. Yeah. They didn't have social media and the internet, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the Germanic peoples were... Well, that's where the line stopped, right? Is they they were mm. notoriously difficult to manage, so they didn't go up any further into the into those lands. No, no. But it was a good show. It, I like the art, artistic uh, expression of um, how they use the language and stuff like that. They didn't have, you know, British actors talking. I know. Uh, Isn't that like? like- Spartacus. It was horrible. <laughs> Spartacus was horrible. 300. I, I remember seeing this video like, where is Leonidas is from the most Scottish part of Sparta because <laughs> <laughs> of Gerard Butler, um, who I love. But yeah, it's that's just a thing, right? Any any foreign lands, um, they just somehow have a British accent. They just do. I don't know. <laughs> Even some of the old like World War II movies where like the German officers would speak British. Mm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. No. Actually, Germans, when they speak English, they actually sound more American then, than they do British. When a German, than other, I guess, right? Yeah. When a German speaker from Germany uh, learns English, they don't sound like a British person sounds. They sound I'm more like an American English. person sounds. Maybe that's Which just a... kind of delves into why Americans speak the way they're like our um, our accent is less like a British accent, more like a. A German who's who's learned English speaks it because a mm. lot of German immigrants came into um, the colonies and stuff. I guess I mean it would make sense to me that that happens because of the difference of the language. Because mm. English is English, they may sound different across the pond, but they're still they're still speaking the same language. So like they may not want to just drop the accent. But if somebody's coming from a language like German, which is just different than English, then maybe they'll take on some of the accent in the learning. And yeah. of course there's, we know what German accents sound like, but so I uh, met a guy from, New- I hear what you're saying. I met a guy from New Zealand and he said his name was Cal. Mm. Oh, is that C-A-L? No, Cal. Cal. Uh, I'm sorry. In American it's Carl. <laughs> oh, Carl. Your name's Carl. Yeah. Cal. Like, why even have an R in your name, bud? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cal. It's a good guy. It's fun. <laughs> That's a place I want to go to. New Zealand? To visit. Yeah. Oh, I, see, now we're going to start geeking out on, like, Lord of the Rings. Oh, man. We could do that. <laughs> How much time but, do you uh, But, yeah, no, I, I've, that's, like, 
near the top of my bucket list. Going over there? Yeah. Yeah. Really, really want to go because it just, well, I don't know. I want to visit all kinds of places in Polynesia, Tahiti and, uh, you know, my friends who are from or, or have family from Samoa, they always just tell me how beautiful it is and how great a place it is. I'd love to go there. And, but yeah, I mean, New Zealand and Lord of the Rings has a part to play in that. <laughs> the you, reason I want to go. Yeah. I mean, New Zealand, just the topography of New Zealand, you have like the plains and you have these huge mountains and then you have tropical forests and jungles and, you know, ocean beaches and stuff like that. It's like, it's got everything yeah. All on that one one land. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the big island in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's one, that's one of the main reasons why they filmed Lord of the Rings over there, right? Because they could yeah. find all of these locations there. Yeah. They have a, a lot of variety they could choose from. Yeah. And they've turned that whole, the Shire, where they filmed the Shire, they've turned the whole thing into a tourist thing. Right. Yeah. Definitely want to go there. Right. We were talking about um, some of the families that we travel with. We're talking about doing RVing over there. But then we looked into it and like, number one, you drive on the other side of the road. Mm -hmm. And number two, the cars are all smaller. So mm. even the RVs are like way smaller. It's like a big van mm. compared to the RVs that you can rent, you know, in the mainland US, like actual RVs. Right, right. So we're like, nah, it's not really what we're going to do. <laughs> Can't take a shower in that. Sorry. It's <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the case in most foreign places, right? Where the cars are much smaller. We just have these behemoths in the U.S. where We like our cars. <laughs> we like our big cars. Even like I just, I drive an Altima and that's like twice as big as some of the cars I saw in Italy or, or you know, in China. It's like all these little Volkswagens and Mercedes and stuff like that. They're, they just can't, well... Maybe not in China, but a lot of other places, they, they have a lot more uh, restrictive, you know, emissions laws. That's part of it. Um, they don't have the kind of access to fossil fuels that we do. They don't have do. big roads either. Yeah, their roads are not. Yeah, they're they're very old, right, in some places. So they can't just widen like we do here. Yeah, so <laughs> back can... into photography, you said you had this uh, <laughs> crazy nerdy story. Yeah, it's, it's wrestling. Some... I, I tell people once in a while, like, um, just cause I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a stickler for, um, like clarity and, uh, I wouldn't say like, I'm super, you know, like there are people who are way worse about like gear. They just need the new gear and, 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 uh, you know, it, it's not good enough if it's not the new Mark three thing, you know, whatever. But, um, anyway, the, my my story begins in like adolescence watching um professional wrestling uh wcw wwf um and it was this you know it was this just i don't know i, I don't know if i knew it at the time but i realized it later that i preferred wcw because the um video quality was superior in my opinion like WWF looked a little fuzzy all the time. I don't know if it was just USA versus uh, TNT. But that could make a huge difference. Um, yeah. You know, but um, and and watching it later, I've I've I can appreciate both. But yeah, it was just this thing. I I just I knew I I liked WCW because it just looked better. Um, 
it it just looked like crisper and <laughs> cleaner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and you know so i i knew that from that point it was definitely something i was interested in um just creating images in that way and filming things taking pictures of things and um and and people and as i've gotten older i think i realized that like what i like to do most um when it comes to you know uh creating imagery is um i like to be around and document uh and and kind of like take portraits of people when they're practicing what it is they're passionate about like i don't think there's anything better than that um and and that could be anything from you know something that's like uh widely considered you know pretty like like hey you know show me a ballet dancer right i'll shoot that all day because that's just amazing it's impressive first of all it's aesthetically pleasing right and it, if it's somebody who's like they're just in the zone doing their thing right then that's just infectious to me but even something like uh like like i used to work at um one of the community colleges and i used to be able to shoot um you know students learning how to weld or carpenters or um you know masons things like that like that's super interesting too i don't know how to do that stuff you know um and welding is very visual it's I mean, you could probably imagine sparks flying and, and, you know, that's very interesting to look at to me. Um, but yeah, again, it's just seeing people really get into their, their zone. Um, I like, I like that. I like, it's funny you bring that up because I've always thought it was interesting to see people that are, you go to the airport, you're checking in or whatever you're at, um, grocery store, what have you, any other, any place where someone's looking at the person that you're dealing with behind the counter, they're actually really engaged and they're looking at something and they're trying to fix something or, um, they're actually focused in on that. It's always interesting, interesting to me to see their face and see their eyes and what they're focused on and what they're pointing at Mm. and stuff like that. Cause it, it kind of tells a story. It's like, what's going on in their head right now? I always wonder that it's like, what are they looking at? What are they concentrating on? Mm. It just looks like they're so concentrated on, you know, whatever job it is they're doing. And, you know, a lot of the time it's to help you, the customer. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, I just made that person really concentrate on something. <laughs> what are they concentrating on? It's a weird frame of mind. But yeah. Yeah. They have their task at hand. And, yeah. And you can see um, the difference between somebody who's fully engaged and like enjoying their job, of course, versus somebody who's like, you know, just there and, 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 and trying to go through it because that's what they've got. That's the card they've been dealt. At yeah. That like given I've time. never seen that look at the DMV. <laughs> Someone who enjoys, uh, <laughs> right. handling the, yeah, that, that's probably a rare one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm sure we, we could probably find somebody out there who's like just jazzed up every day to, you know, receive registration payments and, uh, take, you know, ID pictures and things like that. You never know. Yeah. Be like Flash on Zootopia. I've never seen <gasps> Zootopia. Oh, he's the sloth. But that's the sloth. He's okay, the sloth I figured. <laughs> the DMV. Yeah. But imagine now, imagine someone who is 
really enjoying their job at the DMV, how much better that would make the experience for the people who are coming in expecting this. Oh my God, I got to go to the DMV, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I got to renew my license. But don't get me wrong, they're hard workers uh, at the DMV. Obviously, yeah. yeah. And that's, again, it's impressive. Yeah. The mental fortitude <laughs> and the, uh, I mean, just to, just to, to handle people in that sort of way, that's, that is very impressive to me. It's the same thing every day. Same thing. Yeah. Same process and, every day. And some disgruntled people. Yeah. People who don't want to be there. Like that's. Shout out to the DMV guys. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Seriously. Don't cancel my license. Cause I said that. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, like I was saying earlier, is there something that, that you've always kind of been curious about when it comes to taking pictures or like you, you, you mentioned how you, you just want your guest to look as, as good as possible. Right. Right. I mean, so I've always kind of delved into videography, never really photography, um, growing up and, you know, through high school, I did editing and, um, helped with, the the senior video, um, and that, and that, and that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I just always liked filming. I, I played hockey and I was always like to have myself on, you know, the big screen, you know, and being filmed doing that. But that, ne that wasn't necessarily me filming it, but it was me kind of setting up the camera and, and thing like that. And I think it just delved into just wanting that to look better and be better. And then editing, you know, cutting and chopping up parts to make a long show or episode, a long recording, you know, more manageable down to like five minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just led into, you know, the podcast and wanting to do that. So one of the goals of the podcast I always say is like to make the guests look good, sound good. Um, and I wanted to, you know, get as much of that involved with, um, the lighting and the cameras and the lenses and stuff like that. And then to put it out on, you know, platforms like YouTube and stuff like that. So it does look good. So when someone watches it, they can see, Hey, this is a, this is a quality product yeah. that they're watching. It's not just put effort into it. Right. It's not just someone with a webcam with zero good lighting and crappy microphones, you know, or their cell phone microphone. You yeah. Know. It's actually some quality product that's put into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, that's a really admirable quality to, to look at what you've done and, and, and constantly be like, okay, how can I make it better? Right. And like, we've texted about lights and things yeah. like that. And then I, I like, I like to help somebody and, and not that I helped you immensely. I did a little, but like, I, I like to give tips and stuff to people I know are hungry to learn. Like there are a lot of people who will ask and then you won't see anything come of it and mm. it's okay. It's whatever you take it for what it is. Right. Um, do with it what you will. But yeah, I, I like, there's a couple of people that I, you know, consider friends of mine who are really like, just, they're just hungry. And, um, I'm so happy to <laughs> answer questions, uh, that they have about, you know, just what kind of lenses should I get? What kind of, you know, camera should I look at getting it? Is there, uh, you know, a certain amount of money I should spend, um, that kind of stuff. And, and, I, yeah, just really enjoy helping in that regard. Um, cause I feel like if I, if I'm not teaching somebody, then I'm sort of wasting my time, <laughs> sort of, you know, I, this is, you help somebody to, 
find maybe something that they're passionate about and they never knew it. And, um, ideally they could make money off of it. And especially right now when things are tough for a lot of people, um, I mean, photography is, it definitely helps me, you know, to, to have that extra cushion. Especially in the digital world nowadays where like everybody's got a camera, you know, everybody has a cell phone and camera. I wanted to ask, Oh yeah. Did you see that uh, thing in the news about the blue UFO out over the I've, ocean? Yeah. I've seen the report. I, and then like, I didn't see it. Right. A few months before um, there was like those, um, that, uh, lights that went across the horizon kind of slowly that a lot of people saw. Yeah. I think I heard about that too. So how come nobody, so how do you take good pictures and video of that kind oh of stuff? Oh my God. I mean, it's dark, it's night. You're looking at a light out in the sky. Yeah. That's gotta be tough. Cause there hasn't been like good video footage of any of that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Oh yeah, so it's a thing that you don't expect to happen, right? Yeah. You're not just out there looking for UFOs unless you're out there looking for One UFOs. Of those people, right? But um, Hawaii doesn't strike me as the place to do that, right? And yet we have these things happen, and I've heard several. Um, you know, they, they they tend to be near one of the bases, maybe flying over the mountains in Waianae, around you know Wheeler and Schofield and stuff, and or, or, you know, out in the ocean is this new one. Right. But I mean, if you see something, it depends how, how big it is. Right. And, and like how light it is or how illuminated it is at night. Um, our phones will do their best, but it's hard. Yeah. I, I, I know that's one of the running jokes is like, okay, if there's all these sightings, why has nobody taken anything decent, you know, any, any decent video of it. Right. But it's like, imagine, I don't know, imagine trying to take a picture of a plane at night and you see blinking lights and stuff, but like, that's still difficult. Yeah. You're going to get a blurry um, light. Right. You're not going to get a plane and planes are just moving in a straight line. Mm hmm. UFOs, right? They, they move in different ways. Um, some of them are really erratic. And so, yeah, now, now imagine, you know, 20, 30 years ago, trying to get something like that with a camcorder. <laughs> How extremely difficult that hard, extremely hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. You'd have to actually go in the house, like, babe, babe, get, get the cam, you know, and, and I can't imagine, but we have all those things to watch, which, you know, Another one of those things I like to nerd out on every once in a while, but <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a tough one to, to see a UFO and shoot it. I mean, we do, yeah, we have the advantage of having cameras on our hips all the time now. Um, but as good as the cell phone cameras are these days, there's still limitations when there's very little light to, to actually shoot with. Yeah, that's a great point. Try taking a picture. Well, I guess you could work on taking pictures of planes at night and build their, <laughs> build your skill set up from there. Oh yeah. 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 I have so some you, friends who they do like stellar photography. Um, so they do like long stars exposures. And yeah. Stars and even landscapes that are just at night. Um, and it's like, you need a tripod. You got to understand how, you know, shutter speed works and exactly what that does to your exposure. Um, 
and, and, but it's doable. It's, you can learn it. Right. And, and like we were saying earlier, even if you're not so good at it now, you can get better. And, and, uh, I would definitely recommend, um, I mean, just hit up any of your favorite photographers on, on, uh, IG and they might answer. I would probably answer if people had like, you know, just random questions for me, techie questions, and then go to YouTube. Cause there's a ton of stuff on YouTube. That's just free. It's great knowledge. Like, um, YouTube uh, university. Yeah. Right there. I, I taught myself how to use, um, Adobe InDesign a couple years ago on YouTube. Uh, these guys called bring your own laptop. Amazing. Like, <laughs> so, you know, getting used to the camera, it's like knowing your gear, learning how to look at light and see what you can do with it, what you can't do with it. Um, and understanding your limitations physically, mentally, you know, what are your tendencies emotionally? What kind of things are you interested in? Um, and, and again, what are you looking for? Um, you know, is it just take pictures of pretty things? That's okay. Is it, you know, trying to tell a story? Um, that'll probably, uh, last you uh, longer in, in, you know, making money off of it and stuff. That'll, that'll probably get you further. Um, but yeah, just know some of those things, get, get yourself into it and, uh, and give it time. <laughs> I guess it's like any other hobbies. If you want to become good at it, do it, do sure. it and do it and do it and do it. For sure. All right, Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're out of time here. Any last words? Oh no, I probably <laughs> talked more than you. <laughs> All right. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on the show though, dude. Thank you. And thank I, you so I much for the help. you having me. Oh yeah. No problem. All right. We're looking pretty good here. We are. <laughs> All right, everybody. Stay happy, Hawaii.